Hi, everyone. Welcome to the It's Over podcast. Today, we brought on our good friend, Brandon. Yo. And I'm here with Patrick, my co-host. This is Richard. So we brought Brandon on because he's a really good friend of ours from back in middle school and even elementary school for me. And we wanted to talk about some of the cool extracurricular activities and just learn more about Brandon as a, as a person. So welcome, Brandon. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat, you want to start us off? Yeah, okay. You have posters behind you that no one can see. Oh, yes. This is I an audio only. I do have posters. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? I can, I can give you guys an exclusive tour, though. So you see, those are the posters you've seen. That's a Naruto poster. Uh-huh. And then this one right here, I got from uh, San Francisco a while back. And then right there, my friends made that for my 18th birthday. Oh, oh wow. It's like a board yeah. with like pictures of Brandon. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> this is the best thing we can be doing right now is a is a video tour of a bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it's going, okay. Keep it's going. okay. No, 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 no. It's okay. And then here's like my my board, you know, you know. And there's a there's a Twice poster. There's a My Hero poster. Um, there's another really big Naruto poster right there. And then, you know, more anime posters and whatnot. And, uh, oh. yeah. But, like, yeah, all my posters, um, they're mainly anime. It's, like, Naruto, My Hero, Naruto again, One Punch Man. Uh, and then, like, K-pop. So, like, twice, you know? And then... Then there's like a Avengers and then like a Super Smash poster. So yeah. you listed a lot of your interest. I guess um, uh-huh. we can pick any of those to kind of segue into and start the conversation. <laughs> Richard just said your room is not interesting, so I'm going to change the topic. No, 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 no. I, I do like your room. I just think that um, for listeners, it's just really difficult to like... No, yeah, go everything. for it, Richard. Go for it. Yeah. Um, actually, let's just start off with like the the reason why we brought you on so patrick and i were talking about potential guests to bring on and obviously we wanted to start off with our friends because we're really comfortable with them um but we wanted to also talk about unique things that everyone brings to the table for you uh we immediately thought of like your interest in rock climbing um oh yes you know you've been interested in rock climbing for many years um, it goes back into high school and maybe even middle school for a little bit. Um, so do you want to tell us about how you became interested in rock climbing? Yeah, I can, I could tell you about this. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, at first it was just cause I was in Boy Scouts and we went through like, we had like climbing outings and stuff like that. So then like, uh, my only experience like pre high school was like going with people from Boy Scouts and we'll just kind of climb here and there. And I thought it was like pretty fun, right? And then yeah. um, in high school, uh, one of my friends, Tanisha, she was, um, well, like our friend Tanisha, you know? Yep. Um, Tanisha. Uh, she was also really into rock climbing, which I did not really know. But she came up to me one day and was like, yo, are you down to start like a rock climbing club? Because she kind of knew I was into like, outdoor sports kind of stuff like that, and she had the idea, like, oh, maybe starting a rock climbing club would be really fun, because she wanted people to rock climb with. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Like, that sounded, like, really cool. So then, like, setting up this club was really not easy, and technically it never was officially made into, a, like, official high school club, because, like, you need an advisor for your clubs, right? And at right. every event, the advisor has to be there, apparently, and then there's <laughs> no exceptions to that rule. So, like, we're just, like, we went around to so many different teachers, and we're just, they're just, like, uh, I'd love to, but, like, I have to be there for your outings, and if you guys go, like, every Friday is, because that's what we, that's what we did, if you go every Friday, like, I, I can't be there every Friday, you know, I'm just, we're just, like, oh, yeah, that's understandable. Gotcha. So, what ended up happening is when we had a club rush, I think that's what it was called, right? In high school, when club you rush, show off yeah. all the clubs. Yeah, yeah, Club Rush. We didn't have a table or anything. We were looking around for clubs to join, right? But at the same time, we had, like, mini posters of our own. And we're just like, 
yo, if you're interested in joining climbing club, it's uh it's a very unofficial but like rainbow climbing. Um, that was like kind of successful, I guess, cause like, I mean, you know, people just sign up for the club. We're like, wow, we got a lot of people to sign up, but like that doesn't mean anything, cause like people just sign up and like, okay, whatever. They just like don't come to the club at all. But like, the only thing that really worked was when I posted a thing on Facebook. And there was like a Google Forms about who's actually interested, and then that's when we met like, what, um, our original group, which was like what six of us. So it's like six people from Troy who are like down to just go climb, and then through that, like us six, just consistently kept climbing like every week, like once a week at least, and then um, uh, we really didn't have any more like new people join. But like we had people come and see what it's about. Like, oh, I want to rock climb today. It's like one of our friends who doesn't really rock climb. He's like, oh, that was cool. It's like, oh, I might come back. And usually don't they don't come back. But like you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was the the rock climbing club. And then, did you guys uh, have meetings at school, or did you only meet at the no at the gym? Yeah, we only met at the gym Friday nights. We're just like, yo, can anyone climb this week? We're just like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, does this time work? Yeah, that works. And then it's like, okay, let's go climbing, and then we'll just meet up and climb for like two to three hours. Oh, so it was mostly oh, yeah. just a group of friends, right? And you guys yeah, it wasn't already climbed together, or was it after the club was made that you guys started climbing? It was after the club was made because at first it was only me and Tanisha, right? And then Tanisha was just like, oh yeah, I want people to climb with. That's the whole reason why I wanted to make this club, right? And then we're just like, okay, if we made a club, it like would be cool to find people to climb with. Plus, it'd be like a cool thing, like, oh, you made a club in high school that looks good in college resume stuff, <laughs> college applications. Yep. So we're just like, yeah, that'd be sick. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally down because I really want to learn how to like climb more, right? And then so after I told you the Google Forms, technically yeah, yeah, you guys ahead. are presidents of your club, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, like Tanisha was president the first year, the second year I was president, <laughs> and then like it just wow. I mean, we we did write that on our application, just like haha, look, we we have a Troy High School rock climbing club, and then I was president this year. Like we talked about this in the chat, like who gets to put what positions on their applications for college? But yeah, it was basically we put up a Google Forms, and then. A group of us just like came together to climb. We really didn't like hang out with. It was just me and Tanisha, and then one of my like close friends from like elementary school that went to Troy with me. Like I'm like, oh, do you want to do this with us? He's like, oh yeah, sure. So like three of us, right? Three people that no, I knew two other people in the club right at the beginning. Then the other three people like met up on that first Friday, and none of us really like knew them. They were just like, oh, I'm interested in climbing, right? And then we just kept climbing with them and we like became like pretty good friends. And like it was just mainly a group of friends climbing every week. And if any of their friends or our friends wanted to try climbing or join us, yeah, they can come. It's whatever, you know? Mm. How many people signed up for that Google form? That Google form? Uh, we got like about... Like eight people. <laughs> Wait, what? No, but <laughs> what like about when you guys people. went around during Club Rush? Oh, we had like what twenty some people. I'm pretty sure that 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 paper was filled with things, not things, names, names of people. <laughs> but like, you know, you know, in Club Rush, it's just like, yo, join my club, and then you're just like, okay, I'll check it out. But that does not necessarily mean I'm gonna join or check it out in any mm. way, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think with any club, email. like committal, yeah. committing to it is much, oh, yeah. much more hard, much harder in general. Yeah, club rush up. is only good for like if you're like interested in seeing what kind of clubs are on campus, and you really only find like one or two that you're really interested in, unless you're like special and find like seven or something. I don't know. Okay, so yeah. the club, the reason you couldn't get an advisor is because no one wanted to go to the climbing gym to babysit yeah. you guys every Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly why. Huh. It's yeah, hard to find climbing? a teacher who's like willing to do that. Hmm. But you, you said you rock climbed in Boy Scouts too? Yes. 
I did. Cause you two, you guys uh, actually, you finished Boy Scouts, right? You guys became Eagle Scouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cause I remember I was in Boy Scouts, but then I quit when I was uh. <laughs> what's the first uh, level? First level Tenderfoot. is Scout. Or it's Scout, actually, scout. yeah. No, okay, no. Um, what's the second level? Tenderfoot. Yeah. Okay, I got to Tenderfoot. <laughs> so yeah, for <laughs> I got tender for... feet and I left. <laughs> for our listeners out there, um. Boy Scouts, we all actually were a Boy Scout at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon and I, we go back all the way to Cub Scouts, actually. And uh, we, I started off as a bear. I don't know what Brandon started off as, but Wait, eventually... Wait, bear was what, second, second grade? Second grade-ish, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so then we started at the same time, because I started at second grade, too. Gotcha. But eventually, I moved, uh, I actually, I moved to a new house, and... I ended up switching schools, so I switched out of that troop, um, and I went to uh, the other troop where I met Patrick, actually, and we were both a scout in that troop. So the funny thing is, like, we all were a Boy Scout at some point, but Patrick's yeah. the one that dropped out. Patrick's the only one who's <laughs> never hit No, Eagle. I remember even Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts, to get, you got that arrow thing, right? The arrow of light, once you grab Yeah, arrow of yeah. light. I remember when I was at the end of fifth grade, I hadn't completed enough fulfillment i had to fulfill enough stuff to graduate <laughs> and brandon lou's dad was my cub leader so oh he just oh, made yeah. a bunch of accomplishments for me <laughs> 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 and so a bunch of stuff randomly came in the mail that was like thank you for coming to this outing thank you for volunteering here. <laughs> <laughs> any of them. but then i got the arrow and you got those pins too yeah yeah and That's, it's actually I, think- I still have it hung up in my room, because I'm very proud of that. <laughs> oh, I see it. Oh, do you see it? <laughs> yeah, it's right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I think they Wait, want everyone yeah. to succeed, and they end up, like, oh, yeah. if you don't meet by a certain deadline, all the requirements, they kind of just give it to you. Because I'll admit, mm-hmm. I didn't get all the awards that I received as well. Not that I got, like, certificates that, like, oh, congrats for going to this camp out or whatever, but I did, like, have an incomplete, like, I think we got pins or belt loops or stuff like that. Oh, it was, um, um it was, um, for, for Weevilos, we had the pins on the right. side of our arm. Right, and Weevilos is, belt like, the highest like rank of Cub Scouts. Cool things. Yeah, so I think they just wanted to get you guys out, hopefully move you guys up to Boy Scouts, and you would just, like start fresh from there yeah like mm. cub scouts was like your introduction to like everything and they just wanted you to enjoy the experience so that you would continue into boy scouts yeah and keep going all the way till eagle yeah did we have to pay membership we... dues yes yeah. we did I think oh so. okay okay that, now that, that i think of sense. it <laughs> oh is that why you uh you dropped out no no that's not why <laughs> i remember you had to have a private one-on-one meeting with the with this leader guy right every time he wants to upgrade mm. the scoutmaster the scoutmaster yeah. yeah and i remember yeah. when i wanted to become a tenderfoot i had my interview with him he said you know only one out of every 100 scouts actually goes through and becomes an eagle scout <laughs> i said oh <laughs> interesting oh <laughs> I think technically the percentage now is like 4.5% ish around that mark. So Dang. it's a little higher than like that, but still it's pretty low. Yeah, it's quite low. It's a commitment. Yeah. And you had to get the signatures of higher scouts to mark you down on stuff, right? Right. Basically, like the requirements can only be signed, okay, at least in our troop, only your. Pot- patrol leaders can sign your thing or like troop guides or the senior patrol leader or the scoutmaster oh, if they're gosh. older than you that doesn't that doesn't mean they can sign it off so we had it easy huh because yeah for, for us, us any upper person could sign you up really so say like so. i'm older than richard i can sign all his stuff off if i wanted to it wasn't an age thing it was like a rank thing i think if you're one yeah, rank yeah, yeah, above, okay, yeah yeah it was a it's a it is a rank thing then yeah yeah but then again i do remember even yeah actually yeah you have to be one rank above at least to sign off like oh, you didn't have to have a okay, leadership okay. position you could literally have nothing 
but still sign people off. And I think people kind of abused that and game the system because some of us would have friends who were slightly higher rank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, uh, Brandon Liu, our friend, who was also in our troop, he signed a lot of uh, things for us. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Liu signed things off for you guys? Oh, yeah, man. he signed, That's like... a complete mess. It's, it was very, very... Like, I felt like it was a corrupt system in a way. It was so oh, yeah. corrupt. Yeah, I remember I would get so mad because corrupt. I would I would actually learn how to do the knot that I need to get signed off. And <laughs> I would look I would look over at all the people who had the had the power to sign me off and I would think, Oh god, I don't like any of these guys. So I didn't want to talk to them. So I would just keep my skills to myself. And I would never get any of signed off. Yeah. I remember our senior patrol leader, his name was Patrick. I remember him vividly. Yeah, I remember and Patrick. He Raymer. was lactose intolerant oh, or something. So when we went on when we went on retreats, we he made us eat this really specific terrible tortilla. Because he <laughs> was lactose intolerant, right? Right? Maybe it was a gluten free thing. Okay. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh wait, so, so you had a special tortilla because if it like he was lactose intolerant yeah that's okay all right that's kind of dumb <laughs> like it should have been it should have been he brings his own stuff but food for you guys you know what i'm saying right yeah. right and i remember that's one time dumb. i went i went camping and i was lonely <laughs> And so I was eating my meal, oh. and then one of the upper people, I think he was a life scout maybe, or a star scout, and he came up to me, he said, yeah. hey, do you want some water? And I said, oh, yeah, thank you so much. And then he got this huge pitcher, and then he gave me a <laughs> few drops of water, and he said, oh, you used up the pitcher, so now you have to go replace it. <laughs> I was so mad. That's terrible. These are terrible people. Bro, That's so funny. There's though. so many interesting <laughs> Boy Scout stories. <laughs> Looking back, like, what is your favorite memory, though? From Boy Scouts? Yeah, over the entire um, Boy Scout definitely lifetime. Definitely when I went to uh, there's something called National Jamboree. Ah, uh, so do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, that's like a, it's a, it's a two week camp, right? It's a two-week camp in one of the really big Boy Scout like camp places, campsites. It was called um, shoot, I forgot what it was called, but it was all the way. It was on the east coast, right? So it was in uh, I don't remember where it was, but when I figure it out, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, it was a two-week long camp, and then you guys know how summer camp works, right? Where you have a schedule, and then you like follow the schedule to your five merit badge classes every summer that one week camp yep <clears throat> yeah it's like not like that at all but like basically there's a lot of different like activities you can do so like some of these activities could be like um like a lot of different like what arts and crafts um like lake activities so like jet skis canoes kayaks there's a water obstacle course where you form a team of four and you race other teams of four on a giant, like, inflatable thing. And then um, there was also uh, live performances. Like, you know um, you know the, the, the group Plain White Tees? Yeah. Yeah, they came and performed for us. Oh. So we had a live performance from them. Donald Trump came to speak at that place, so I got to see Wait, what? Really? No way. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was also the cool thing about this is it's from scouts all over the world. Right. So I like my group of friends, we befriended the Taiwanese troop. Like there's a bunch of Taiwanese kids there. And then we started speaking Chinese to them. They're like, no, 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 it's okay. We can speak English. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, um, so at the end of the camp, I traded because I had two, like, like, jamboree you the way it works is like your your home troop can go or you just join a different troop that's gonna go you kind of understand uh yeah i get that so there's one guy who went around um like our district like going to different like 
uh, troops saying that, oh, I'm forming a national jamboree troop. If you are interested in going, you can join mine. And then remember Alvin Chang, Richard? I do, yeah. Alvin Chang, Wesley Cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him, them two, me, Justin, and then one other kid named John Cho in our troop, we went to go join their troop. They were from Whittier. Well. Yeah, so then we got, like, special uniforms and whatever, and then I had two, so I got to trade one of my uniforms for a Taiwanese uniform. Oh, wow, that's very interesting. Is that, a, is that like, a tradition where you, you bring, like, I guess your uniform yeah. and you trade it with people who you meet? Yeah, so for like for like Jamboree, like um the the scoutmaster that took us had been to like past Jamboree, so he kind of knows what was going on. He's like, "Oh yeah, you guys should get like two of these." And then we all every like Jamboree like troop is a part of like a like a district in a way, right? And they have their own like special patch set. Like it, it's like a, a interestingly designed patch set. Uh and then, like, every troop has their own unique patch set. Some are more rare than others. So, a big thing at Jamboree was, like, patch trading, you know? So, you trade your yeah. set for other people's sets. Trade uniforms for uniforms. Trade whatever for whatever. So, there's a lot of trading going on. Like, a lot of trading. So, like, you can get, like, really cool patches. You can get really cool, like, what, stickers, things, clothes. Some guy, one of our friends from our troop, he had, like... One of the rare, uh, it was like a Clippers-designed kind of patch set from one of the troops. He had two of them somehow. So then the the Taiwanese people were just like, bro, I really want one, right? He's like, oh, I'll give you this really cool Chinese fan, um, this really cool patch, um, some other rare thing, and another thing <laughs> for that entire patch set. And then they, they traded and stuff like that. Wow, so there's um, like a trading pit going on and... Oh yeah, there's a there's a whole whole thing during free time. Like if you walk down like one row of like campsites, people will set up their cots on the outside on along the road. It looks like a it looks like a like a market, but except the cots, they laid out all their patches they had that they've collected from so many different places, and then you bring your patches and it's like oh let's trade for whatever. Wow, it's really like a street market really big. almost. Yeah. It literally was a street market for like patches and clothes. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's, but yeah, yeah that's that great. whole experience <laughs> was really cool. There was uh, some cool things I got to do were like, uh, it was a while ago, so I don't really remember what I did, but it was really fun. There was a lightning storm at one point at four in the morning, so we had to <laughs> evacuate to the lightning shelters, which really sucked. Uh, was it was it raining? Oh yeah, it was raining really hard. What? Like the storm was on top of us. You know, like you know, you know, like when you count thunder and lightning, and it's like, it's like oh, once you see like lightning, I don't know, is it once you see lightning, you count how many seconds until you hear thunder or something? Yeah, there's like a trick. You can count the seconds, and then it tells you the distance or something like that. It's an estimate, yeah, the distance of the storm. Yeah, no, the lightning and thunder hit at the same time, and it just poured. <laughs> You're gonna die. So like everything was like, yeah, we. <laughs> But, like, so, remember how I mentioned summer camp earlier, where it's, like, you have a set schedule on what you need to do? Yeah, no, this was, you wake up and have breakfast with your troop, and then you go about your day, do whatever you want. Go to all the different activities that you want to do. Like, there was, oh, I remember there was, um, there was ziplining, mountain biking, they had a skate park, um, they had a lot of food you can eat. A lot of like exhibits like at one point we walked into this uh uh like this this tent and it was a bunch of Sikh people you know the people who wear the turbans yeah they're oh. just like hey if you want to if you want a turban you can line up and, <laughs> and we'll put one on you what? so yeah no while while they put the turban on you they they told you about their culture and why they wore turbans and stuff like that Wow, yeah, that's so you very like, interesting. Yeah, you just you just meet people and do activities for two weeks straight, and like that sounds it's like, really cool. Yeah, National Jabbery sounds like when you know there's typical summer camps for Boy Scouts where you just yeah. bring their badges, but National Jabbery sounds like that kind of on steroids. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many more people. There's so many more fun things to do. I feel like the activities in general are like more adventurous. Like, oh, uh huh, for sure. All the stuff that you're talking about sounds way more exciting than any of the summer camps I went to. Oh, or yeah. Just like, there's like an archer, like, like a little sh- archery range on the side. That was the most fun thing you could do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, they. I think at first I was like, it sounds cool, and I want to go. But then as it got closer, I'm like, do I really want to go? Like, I don't want to be spending three weeks with these random people and then, like, going on a camp, like, summer camp. Because I thought it would be kind of like summer camp. But then when I got there, I was just like, oh, this is not that bad. It would be pretty cool. And then, like, as it went on, at first I was like, patch trading? That sounds pretty whack. That doesn't sound very interesting. Why would you trade patches? It's not cool. Like, you can't do anything with these patches, right? And then, like, I had a bunch of, like, small patches. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not going to get anything for these. I gave them to my brother. My brother's like, I'm like, go go patch trade and see if you can get anything. He's like, okay. And then he comes back, like, 20 minutes later. He's like, I got five sets off of all of, like, your two patches. I'm like, huh? What'd you do? He's like, wow. I also have this t-shirt. I'm like, oh. Wait, that's pretty cool. And then, like, just as the week goes on, you, like, appreciate everything a lot more. At least for me. Because, like, I was like, yeah, it's a boring Boy Scout camp. There's a bunch of weird white kids here. Because, like, every seven camp, there's always weird white kids. And then, like... <laughs> and then, like, you just meet a bunch of people, which was which is, like, really cool. Yeah. Were you yeah. lonely at first, or did you jump right in? No. The first no, day no, no. or second uh, day? How, how was it? How so, was the transition? Okay, what happens was... So, you know how I joined a new troop with four other people from my troop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Whittier troop, right? So we didn't know anyone there except us four. And then they made patrols. And then Wesley Cow was our patrol leader. And then we had some other randoms in our patrol. But then, like, every, like, month leading up to the National Jamboree, we'd have, like, one meeting to, like, go over stuff, get to know each other, talk about Jamboree, talk about each other, get our uniforms and everything set up before Jamboree actually started, right? So we, yep. I had like a couple of months to get used to my like new troop for Jamboree. You know what I'm saying? Did you stick with those and same then, guys the whole, the whole time? Oh yeah. Yeah. I stuck like throughout the entire camp, like our group, it was basically like, um, there was one other kid, his name was Brian Yu. And then I like, I remember him cause I did Kendo with him a long time ago and somehow he ended up in the same troop for Jamboree. I'm like, oh, cool. So we hung out together. So then, basically, it was me and my brother, Wesley, Alvin, John, and Brian. We're a group of six. And then we're all in the same patrol. Then there's two other kids in our patrol who, like, were, like, okay. But, like, also one of them was, like, really annoying because he was, like, 12 or something. <laughs> but then, like... <laughs> So those two, they're, 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 they're like, okay. But then like, they hung out with other people too. So it was us six usually when we hung out. And then with us six, we would go around and do all our activities together. And then we basically stuck together during the camp. Um, but yeah, how it worked was we had the months leading up to camp. Then we had, uh, one, uh, one week before the camp actually started, they took us around, um, I think we went to Boston, Massachusetts, where we went to like one or two states in the East Coast and did like a one week kind of trip. After like the East Jamboree? Coast trip before Jamboree. Oh, I think that was that was like specifically for all the Boy Scouts going to Jamboree because like along the way we would see other Scouts because sometimes we all would have to wear a uniform and walk around. So then like it was like a one week long uh vacation kind of you know we stayed in hotels we stayed in um we took a bus and went everywhere went to an amusement park and then it was like kind of like an extra week of bonding with your troop in a way then after that week was over we headed up to our campsite and started our two weeks there 
Mm. And then in our two weeks, the six of us stuck together, and then we went to do everything. Yeah. And then, like, we usually didn't really, like, hang out with the rest of the troop, because everyone had their own friend groups, right? And, like, we just didn't really vibe with the rest of them. I mean, like, we were, we were chill, and we'd hung out, whatever. But, like, they're all so annoying. Like, <laughs> Were they all 12-year-olds, or what was it? No, no, no. Well, okay, so there's, um... There was a lot of, like, younger kids. And, like, you know, just, just younger kids in general are just not fun to hang out with. Like, sure. the the kid, Lucas, he was, like, a 12-year-old in our... <laughs> name Calling Lucas, him out. And he would, uh... He would, uh... Yell and scream and cuss because he thinks he's super cool and, you know? And then, like, he'd cry sometimes because, like, he didn't get it his way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, the funny thing is in Boy Scouts, you kind of are separated by like age. Like people who are younger tend to hang out with people who are younger. If you're older, mm-hmm. you don't want to mingle with the young kids because that's just yeah, like uh-huh. weird, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's how, just Brent, how old were you when you went to Jubilee? Jubilee. Jamboree, you mean. Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee. Jamboree, uh, I think I was a incoming junior. Oh, okay. Because when you were telling the story yeah, the whole going... time, I was imagining you as 12 years old or something, or 13 years old. No, 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 no. I was not 12 years old. I was <laughs> going to be a junior. Okay. So I was like, what, 16? Yeah. Oh, so did you, yeah, I was... did you do the thing where... For example, if you guys want to go rock climbing, then you would hang out with another group for that afternoon and then you never see them again because then you go do other stuff. Um, you mean at Jamboree? Yeah. No, we all went rock climbing and then we go somewhere else altogether. So we literally spent the entire day together. Oh, but did you meet people who were also rock climbing, for example, or did you stick to your own group mostly? So, I mean, the way it works is like people just line up to go do the activity, right? Mm-hmm. and people just like hang out with their friends and they mind their own business and you watch other people rock climb and uh yeah you just you don't really like i mean if you're intentionally trying to meet someone or like reach out to people then you would but most of the time no I see. like you'd say hi here and there the only exception to that was when i was just like we we're at canoeing and then i just kind of i was waiting in line in the very far back and then my friends went up to see how long the line went up right and then um, I noticed there was a there was some lady holding an umbrella, like just sitting there with a bunch of like Asian kids, right? I'm just like, that's a very like Asian troop, you know? Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Oh, I but get I it. The, the old like, Asian lady umbrella, right? She was. She yeah, was yeah, yeah. She had that. Yeah. I'm just like, that's that's an international troop for sure. <laughs> and then like I heard them talking Chinese to each other, and I'm just like. No way, are they the Taiwanese troop? Because that'd be really cool. Like, because we always wanted to find the Taiwanese troop. And then, like, I totally forgot how it happened. But eventually we started talking to each other. And then they're just like, no, no, we speak English. It's cool. Or whatever. Their English wasn't that great, but, like, it was good enough. And then, uh, and then, uh, then we just, we went kayaking. No, we, did we go kayaking with them? I forgot. But the first thing I remember doing with them was like, oh, we're going to try that water obstacle course down over there. Do you guys want to do that with us or something? And it's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So we hung out like we added we like hung out with the Taiwanese troop. And then um, how the, the water obstacle course works is like you form a group and then you have to get over the obstacle. Right. But everyone has to get over the obstacle before you can like move on. So then like my group was like me and like four of the Taiwanese kids. And then, like, it was really cool, like, because, like, they, we, it was, like, a bonding kind of activity, you know? And you just help each other out. And then we just, like, from there on out, we just spent the rest of the day together. And we're just like, oh, let's hang out tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll meet up somewhere. And then it'd be, like, us six plus the Taiwanese troop. And then we just oh, wow. go around and do whatever. And then um, we traded, like, patches with them and just hung out with them eight meals and uh yeah it was really cool everyone followed each other on instagram we ended up sitting next to each other during like the performances and concerts and whatever 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. No, I'm asking because yeah. did you guys? It kind of sounds like zero week, the the camp. Did you have a zero week in college? A week oh, where week zero before for class started, the freshmen mm-hmm. could do whatever they wanted, and they they would try to make friends and feel at home before. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Got. Yeah, because I remember during zero week, everyone was super desperate to make friends. So then, when you were in line to do the activities, oh. people would just talk to each other in the line. Hmm. Hardly. No, you didn't do that. So. Did you, you have you, a zero week at no, college? At college, I did. Yeah, zero week was really fun. At college, at least, yeah. yeah. You guys call it zero week. We call it welcome week. But it's oh, the yeah, same it was like thing, welcome though. week, week zero, zero week. I don't know. We called it week zero. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. make a but lot like, of friends during zero week, or what was zero week like for you? In college? Are we talking about college now? Yeah, in college. <laughs> okay. Um, yes and no, kind of. I made a tight group of friends, which was good. Like, eight of us, you know? Like, what happened was, so, I roomed with two people from Troy, right? Yep. Their names, uh, so it was me, Simon, and Ayush. Those are my roommates, Simon and Ayush. And then... Next door to us, there were two girls named Ellie and Bree. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. we, ta- we, we heard a little bit about them the other day. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, you know, Ayush and Ellie were good middle school friends, so they naturally came over to our room, and we just hung out. And then they had their middle school friends come over, and we hung out. And then Bree... Bree's good high school friend Andrew had the same classes as me. Okay, this is past week zero now, but like Andrew had a like classes with me, and then he's met Ayush before and was good friends with Bree. So he just came and hung out with us to the point where he became our fourth roommate. So we had he stayed at our room like every day. Yeah. Oh, but zero but, week. Um, yeah, zero week. Did you meet a lot of people that you you kept in contact with throughout the school year? No. Yeah, me neither. Really? No. Zero week. Zero week is very different for a lot of people. Like, either you're like really extroverted and you make a lot of friends and you talk to a lot of people, or you like find a small group of friends, or you just you're just a loner and you don't make any friends. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I have a different experience. For me, I think. Oh, for reference, I went to NYU um, during our welcome week. Like, I I can't say I made a lot of really close friends that I hung out with for the rest of the year or coming years, but I will say that I recognize a lot of people from Welcome Week, and it's super easy to strike up a conversation with them when I bump into them in the hallways or I find them in one of my classes. Like, I see a lot of familiar faces during Welcome from mm-hmm. Welcome Week, and then I become better friends with them over the school year. Is that similar for you guys? Or? See, like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, like, meet a lot of people. But, like, me being me, more introverted, like, that's hard. Like, it's just, you say hi to people, and that's it. You just recognize their face, and it's like, oh, okay, he lives on my floor. And then there's uh, nothing much to it. Yeah. What's the student population but, at your like, school, Brian? Uh, do you know? No, I really do not, but I know we're pretty, we're like decently sized. There's a lot of people. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting because I feel like at my school, if you meet someone and then you don't get their contact information, you'll just never see them again. There's a really low chance you'll bump into them in the hallway or something. Oh, uh, well, I mean, what do you mean bump into them all, like in your Or dorm? you just never see them because there's just so many people that okay. you'll never see their face uh, again. No, for sure, like, I recognize a lot of people from my floor, like, out and about on campus. Mm. But, like, it's not, like, people I talk to, you know? Yeah. Oh, also, what really helped was, um, this is besides week zero, but UCR has this thing called an LC, like, a learning community for first years. And then it's, like, specific to your major. And then in our LC, there's, like, 24 kids. 
and we have the exact same schedule every single quarter except if you add stuff onto it but like we will have the same classes and same teachers you know what i'm saying i've heard about stuff like that yeah yeah, we were actually wondering what's your major is there a pre-vet major no it's a i'm just a bio major oh very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Last like night, Richard was trying yeah. to stalk you on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. Yeah. Well, I thought I was looking for like a veterinary studies major, but I, I couldn't find anything no. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish I was a pre-vet major. That'd be cool. I mean, I had the chance to, but that was at Cal Poly Pomona. Like I got into their pre-vet program. Like I was a pre-vet major. And then that whole course like brings you straight to like vet schools or something or gets you ready for that at least but then uh i decided against it because i was like oh what if i don't want to be a vet in the end and cal poly pomona is too far no too close too close because then i'd have to stay home Mm. so i was just like cal poly pomona is limited to me being a vet and it's too close to home uh you want to keep your options riverside it'd be a little farther i can stay on campus and biology can go anyway, like anything, if you really try. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What got you interested but, in being a vet? Was it when you volunteered at the animal shelter? Uh, yeah, basically. So, like, um, like my parents always ask me, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I never knew the answer to that question, you know? Like, I was always very clueless. So then, like, when it came time to, like, actually think about it because at troy we have an internship program that you like have to do if you're part of the tech program so from like the summer of junior year going into senior year um you have to do an internship anywhere you want and i was like my my choices are either go to something animal related or computer science related because i'm like oh computers are cool i like coding seems interesting but ultimately i was just like i'll just go to an animal hospital and see how that goes right and then, uh, and then, uh, I ended up at this, uh, animal, like a small animal hospital where they, there's a small group of people, but they're like really cool. So like, I really enjoyed my time there. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe being a vet is not that bad because I like at first when I thought of animals, I was like, I want to work with exotic animals. Like, oh, maybe go to a zoo and be a vet there or something, or like go to different places and care for like really big wild animals you know what i'm saying i was like Like travel yeah and then i was like because being in a vet like clinic or hospital i feel like that's really boring like staying inside and just seeing dogs and cats all the time but like after the internship it like it like made me realize that like oh this is actually not that bad it's pretty cool oh what changed your mind about it what what kind of work did you see or what did you do that made you think oh this could be something fun um i mean i really feel like the people who worked there were a really big part of that but besides like people but the things i actually like saw like what i got to do was um i mean i didn't get to do anything for surgery but i got to watch surgeries like a lot of surgeries and i was like that's pretty cool like i thought i thought watching surgeries and doing surgeries was like like pretty cool i don't know and then um helping out the like vet vet techs the people who help out the vet himself like i got to like draw a lot of vaccines and then like i learned about restraining animals and then uh eventually uh i took care of all the animals in the back that we had kennels where they were like staying um but i think the thing that really really did it for me was the surgery part of it i just thought that was really cool yeah that's so interesting so they would open up a dog and fix something in the dog yeah they like (laughs) they they like um i think the coolest surgery i've seen or like the most interesting not not cool but like interesting was like this dog came in and then you know you know like what a normal dog leg looks like right uh i think so yeah (laughs) yes yeah you you two both have dogs you should know what the dog's leg looks like right Alright, now imagine this dog, I think his, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but, like, one of his legs, it was, like, four times the size. It looked like a balloon on his leg. And then he had, like, a tumor growing on it. And then I just got to watch them remove that entire tumor. And then... Whoa. It was, I don't know. It was interesting. 
I got to see a, a C-section birth for a dog. What? Um, does it usually do yeah. dogs? Does it usually come out the dog's butt? <laughs> uh, yes, like a normal normal birth, you know. Yeah. But like sometimes I think they have a hard time, so you need to uh do a emergency C-section. Oh, yeah. do dogs usually give birth at home or just randomly, or do they yeah. go to the vet? No, not all. I think if you go to the vet, that it's an emergency. Yeah, my old dog. Um, when she gave birth, she just did it in my house, and yeah, yeah. And then the dog should be able to take care of the puppies from then. Yeah, really. Do you have to but feed like, your dog specific stuff in preparation for for giving birth, or do you just is the same old same um, old? Um, I think you don't have to. Maybe, maybe there is a preferred diet or recommended diet for pregnant dogs i'm not sure but like you just make sure your dog's okay and like safe because your dog's now pregnant and you know it's like it's like you're you're treating a like a pregnant woman you know yeah it's kind of the same idea so don't give the dog so. alcohol oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure <laughs> don't give the dog alcohol <laughs> oh, so if you were a vet, that means you could get called to the office in the middle of the night, right? If a dog needs an emergency C-section. Um, there are there are emergency rooms for dogs. I'm pretty sure. I don't really like. I think there are emer- like like legit like hospitals and emergency places that are open like all around the clock. But I'm not sure because like my clinic I worked at is. It's like a, it's like a, like an animal doctor place. Like you go there for your dog's checkup, your dad, your, not dad, your cat's checkup. And then, um, then like if your dog needs surgeries or something, we can do that for you. Like removing tumors, uh, spays and neuters. Uh, if your cat was beat up badly in a fight, we can help fix your cat if it needs like stitches or something. And then uh we close at a certain time so then no one's there at night or something you know um and then uh we also have a yeah there's like a kennel so you can like board your dogs there if you're like staying somewhere you leave you can't leave your dogs at home you can leave your dogs at the hospital and we'll take care of them for however long so stuff like that the surgery aspect of like caring for pets kind of sparked your interest in like this vet pre-vet path right uh i don't think it start it it didn't spark the pre-vet path but it like got me interested in like oh maybe i can own my own clinic you know what i'm saying oh oh okay remember how i said at first i wanted to work with like big animals elephants Yeah, yeah yeah whatever i don't know like that's still really interesting to me like i'm believing that they're like I could possibly do that. But the possibility of me owning my own place is really cool too. Like at first I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. That's boring. I don't want to sit inside and look at dogs and cats. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, that was my idea. Do you see any of this like reflected in your coursework or do you just take, I guess, the regular bio classes? I am just taking the regular bio classes. I have, oh, there's nothing reflecting nothing vet related vet, school vet dogs and no, yeah no i see yeah mm-hmm. Spe- that's when, like, that's after college yeah that makes sense because you have another four years of vet school if you were to pursue yep. that track but mm-hmm. um speaking of like your coursework and your major what's something you really like about your major and what's something that you really dislike about it uh I really dislike everything about this. This is not fun. <laughs> Biology is like just what? not it. You know? Like I don't know. I just I know people say like, "Oh, school some of the subjects are like are like really cool. Like I have fun doing them." Like, "Oh, yeah. I love doing math like cuz I get it and I can solve lots of problems." But like I hate biology cuz biology sucks or something, you know? Something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. But like Right now, the classes I've taken are like what, biology, chemistry. Um, I've taken different labs. I've taken one math class. 
English, and like all of them suck. Like it's just bad. They're all like core classes, and you just have to get through yeah, them. Yeah, they're all they're all core classes. Yeah. So like, I get I get that. Yeah, and bio just, is notoriously hard in general, right? Uh, what was that? And bio, just like all the classes you have to take, are just notoriously difficult, right? I oh, I mean, yeah. I've okay. heard so many stories about OCAM and like all these uh-huh. other classes that you just have to get through, and they're all yeah. like you know okay. memorization or Since very. I, okay. Yeah, I am taking OCAM right now for the summer. I'm taking the entire series, and uh. I kind of regret it, but like at the same time, I really don't regret it. If that makes sense. Like I wish, like I'm in that position. Like, man, I don't want to do this. Like this really sucks. I could have done something simpler. But like, there's so many benefits for me to take OCHEM right now in the summer, cause like, it's online, which makes it easier for me to like focus on um, what I need to learn specifically and whatever. And then um. Uh. Our class average for our first midterm was 54%. Ooh, pretty good. It was a 54%. So I'm kidding. A 73 is an A. If I thought about that, uh, in the if I took this in the fall, there's a lot more time to study. The course is not that rushed because this course is one quarter squeezed into three weeks. Yeah, and then the, the averages could be higher. Everything, everyone could be, do a little better. So, like, it'd be harder during the school year, you know? Yeah, but, so, you you dislike the coursework so far, but do you think that it'll all pay off and, like, you'll be satisfied with it? Or do you think you might even switch majors to something more interesting to you, but still on that pre-vet track? Um, I've never really thought about switching majors, because... I'm just like, my mentality is like, oh, I already, I'm already here and I've done this much now, which is like, I guess not that much because I still have three years, but like, but like I'm already here and I don't feel like switching because then I have to go through the hassle of switching, which might not be that bad, but I I just don't feel like it. (laughs) No, but even then, a lot of these majors, the life science majors, the lower divs are really similar, right? In the course loop. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't make that much of a difference now. Uh, Yeah, it wouldn't. But like, like I said, the way I think is like, I'm already in biology. I don't feel like switching. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just like, go through with it and like, don't have to worry about anything else, you know? Is there anything you like about it? Um, honestly, I do feel like biology is cool, but like, I don't like anything about it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's like doing biology and all the coursework and whatever sucks, but like the idea of it is kind of cool. I don't know. I think it's very professor based because. The material can be very fascinating, but if you have a bad professor, then it might not be that great. Um, conversely, if you have boring material, but you have a great professor, you can like yeah. really, really enjoy the, the course. So mm-hmm. you just got to choose wisely, I guess. Yeah, but like um, what I said about the LCs, um, my first year, they they chose all of our like required lower div courses so like they set my schedule for in the first quarter they set me up for math chem and uh uh and the chem labs like that was already set up for me they signed us up for those classes then we added extra classes if we wanted to then like the next quarter it was the next chem class the first bio class and then, like, stuff like that. And all the labs were chosen out for us. So my first year was basically set. And I just added courses to it. Do you like the fact that you have a cohort of people on the exact same path? Like, I'm sure you guys have, like, study sessions together. And you can, like, suffer oh, together. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It was, um, having the LC was really nice. 
because like we're still in contact right now like next quarter we're all taking pretty similar classes like we still all talk to each other through the summer and then like we're just like oh what's your schedule for next fall and then everyone like okay we'll try to get the same courses as you and we'll all still be in the same classes you know that's if we can but if we can't then it's like oh it's, it's okay but like we'll take even though we don't have similar classes like the same time we can have similar classes and we can still work with each other so like right now the only reason why i'm taking ochem at first i wasn't going to do any summer school but then they're just like talking about how ochem doing it right now would be a lot better so like five of us from that group are like main group of friends from the lc five of us were like okay we'll take ochem so that's who i'm working with like before we started this like i was calling them to finish the lab Gotcha. Oh, yeah. You were just yeah. saying that you had a deadline right before this episode and you got it yeah, out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, Patrick, do you have something similar like an LC, like a cohort of people in your same path who take the same classes? <laughs> no, we don't have any cohorts, but there are just a block of classes that everyone has to take before they become a junior. So everyone has to take the same bio classes, chem classes, physics classes, and it's just chance what order you decide to take those classes in and it's possible that you get grouped up just by chance with the same people over and over again so for example i took bio every single quarter my freshman year and so just by chance i had the same group of friends that i took bio with fall winter Mm -hmm. and spring quarter there's a lot of overlap wait yeah go ahead oh i was just saying patrick has a lot of overlap so I guess you see a lot of familiar faces from time to time, right? Yeah. And actually, yeah, the material is okay, but I actually really like the kind of people that bio classes attract, if that makes sense. Like, Brandon, the people in your bio classes, do you like them personally in general? Are most of them pretty good people? (laughs) Um, Well, in my bio class itself, I really only talk to the people in my LC. And the people in my LC were really cool. So, like, yeah. They were, they were really chill. There's, Do you have uh, discussion sections or anything like that where you mm-hmm. you got to meet other people? How, how, were, the, how were they? Mm-mm. How were the people in that? <laughs> they were my LC people. So, like, I had the same discussion. <laughs> so, it was really cool. <laughs> I really liked you know, them, yeah. I've always been curious, though, because, like, the class dynamic and the people you meet vary a lot by major. Both of you guys are in the life science majors, and for me, I was a computer science major. Um, like, for example, there's certain characteristics of each class that you can, like, almost guarantee. For us, like, computer science majors, there's going to be a very high male-to-female ratio, and oh, yeah. people are generally more introverted or quiet, and people like to do their own thing. Is, that, is there a certain culture that you guys have in your life science classes? Yeah, there's um, a lot or of... Or stereotypes, I guess you could say. But that are actually true. My entire LC was like Indian kids. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, same in CS. There's a lot of Indian kids here too. But yeah, so also like a lot of Chinese people. LC friend group was like me and this kid named Andrew who were the two Chinese kids. And then everyone else was like from the Middle East or like india some part of india That's they're actually it. from an like inter- international oh no 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 oh like, they're, like they're, their, their heritage their, culture, their yeah. people yeah they were born here but like you know you know what i mean yeah i see what you're saying is that mm-hmm. for you too patrick a lot of indian kids actually no not really i feel like i had a pretty pretty oh, really? good racial mix of people mm. i mean yeah that that is true there's a lot of a lot of non-Indian people, for sure. But I'm just saying, in my LC, somehow, it's like a majority Indian. Is it easy to make friends in your classes? With I your LC, that... I had... <laughs> With my LC, it was really easy. Okay, like... Brandon, we get it. You have, like, a really cool <laughs> friend group. No, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, every class, if I hi, introduce yourself, and we've introduced each other... We've been introduced to each other for, like, four different classes every single day or something like that for the first mm. week. So, like, you know, it was a 
simple. Yeah, for me, I didn't have any LC, so it was a different group of people for every discussion section, and then it'd be maybe twenty four people, and I really think it is what you make of it for me. So you can be really outgoing and meet everyone in your discussion section and try to get to know them, or you can just keep to yourself. And I think in general, people who are taking bio, people who are in life sciences, they tend to be shyer, more quiet, and so loud people、oh, okay. kind of. Stick out like a sore thumb. <clears throat> Do people raise their hand in class? Like, you know, when the professor asks questions and no one raises their hand. I don't know if that's relatable for you, but for me at least, that's very common. No, my friends and I, we love to do this thing where we would just shout the answer back to the professor. So we were always really <laughs> vocal.、Oh. Wow, that's very different from my experience in college. No, but then most people are really quiet. <laughs> yeah, wait. Even even with the LC, like, if no one knew the answer or no one felt like answering, no one would say anything. But like, that was mainly in like the beginning. Then like then like as our friend group, and as we got more comfortable with the people in our LC, like everyone just started like, the whole class was kind of like your friend group, Patrick. Where we just kind of answer the questions and whatever,、mm. you know what I'm saying? I、yeah. think maybe I just tend to make friends with loud people. For example, one time in class, the professor said, "Does that make sense, everyone?" And it's kind of a rhetorical question, right? But then my friend yelled、right. out, "He what? He asked, 'Oh, does that make sense, everyone?'" And then my friend yelled back, "No." <laughs> and then the professor said, <laughs> "And then the professor said."、Um, Oh, okay. Does this question? This question is pretty straightforward because in class we would do a lot of problems in class that the professor would help us answer, and the professor would say for one question, he said, "You guys are thinking too much. It's not a trick. It's really straightforward." And my my friend yelled back, "No, it is a trick. That was a trick." <laughs> and then the professor made eye contact with my friend and he said, "No, it's not a trick." And my friend kept insisting, "Yeah, it is a trick." And they just had that exchange for a long time. It was really funny. That's very entertaining. I mean, I wish I had that person in my class because it would make the semester so much more enjoyable and entertaining. Oh yeah. But、um, yeah, that's really that's great. <laughs> oh, and then the、mm-hmm. cool thing about lecture, Brandon, how big are your lectures? Um.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. No,、oh, the other I, Brandon. How big are the? <laughs> 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 Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that? <laughs> How big are your lectures? How big are my lectures? Uh, like a couple hundred kids. I don't know. You know, it's like a regular、okay. lecture. Yeah, because then、What's、I had you- maybe like a hundred fifty to two hundred people, and then yeah, the cool thing is that、it. you can just sit next to a random person and just be friends with that person for a lecture if you wanted to. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I. <laughs> if okay, if I did not have the LC and I sat next to some random person, I'd much rather not talk to them. <laughs> Cause I'm like, even no matter how hard I want to make like, like, no matter how hard I try to make friends on my own, like, I remember there was um, this one girl I sat next to like. Uh, during orientation, was it during orientation? I don't know. Oh no no no! It was like the very beginning of the year during bio, right? At at this time, none of our LC talked to each other, so I never hung out with them in the very beginning. So I just sat down, and then this girl was sitting next to me, and then um, and then I think the professor said something about clicker questions. He was explaining it, and then she was just like visibly confused, right? And then she asked me. Like what it was, I'm just like, oh, it's just this, and in my head, I could not help but judge her. I'm like, you're dumb. I do not understand that. <laughs> not to be like, okay, that's kind of rude, but like, that's just how my mind works, right? And then she was like, and then from then on out, I'm just like, she's kind of annoying because of the way her reactions were every time the professor said something, and then like, she, she tried being friendly with me, like, oh, she's like, oh. Do I get like lunch in the hub or something right now? Cause like I got no class. I'm like, oh, no. 
<laughs> what? You rejected someone's lunch offer? Yeah, no. Okay, so... I think just because of the way I am, I just silently judge a lot of people and then just makes it hard for me to, like, want to be friends with them. Like, this girl, she'd be like, huh? And I always want to do this. I'm like, he just... In my head, I'm like, just explain that. And she, I'm like, don't turn to me. Hey, excuse me? <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh, no. Like, it didn't seem like a friendly, oh, hey, can you, like, explain this to me? She was, like, very, like, abrupt. I don't know. It felt demanding in a way. Mm. I don't know how to describe it. So then my mind was just like, no, I don't want to don't want to associate myself with this person. Yeah, and then she was like, oh. Talking to her was a chore, right? It wasn't relaxing at all. Yeah, it wasn't fun to talk to her. If she was like, <laughs> if she was like really chill and then she offered, like, if she was like, oh, you want to get lunch or something? I'm like, yeah, I'd be down. Like, you have not bothered me in any way. So like, I mean, I'd give it a shot, but like, that girl was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. it. One yeah. time I had dinner with this guy and then... He seemed like a nice guy. We had a nice conversation. And then I finished eating. And as I finished eating, he went up to get more food. And then he just <laughs> sat there eating in front of me for so long. I think it took him two hours to eat. And in my mind, in my mind, I just thought, I'm never eating with you again. That's so awkward when you're like eating like time period doesn't even align. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like... Yeah. Honestly, uh, I kind of wish I had more of the random person encounter in lecture, which would have been really cool because I get to meet like a lot more people. But that didn't happen. And if it did happen, I don't know how well that would have worked. Yeah, I would have probably less friends than I did have now. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's pretty much wrapping up our first episode. Hopefully right. I think our we listeners enjoy that. We sign off by saying it's over at the same time. <laughs> Before we say that, we should mention that if you do want to contact us or give us suggestions, uh, we do have an email. Actually, we set it up last night. <laughs> it's called <laughs> it's over for real pod at gmail.com. But wow. yeah, we wanted to make it official. So I guess mm. we could try to sign off now. How do we do this? Okay, we um, just say it's over at the same time, and then we just stop the audio. Yeah, but how do we say at the same time? Are we going to have a count off? Yeah. Yeah, someone's going to have to count us off, and then... And yeah. Okay. Um, Three, two, I feel like... one. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> okay, I think that's a wrap. <laughs>